0: Locked on Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, November 24th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also follow my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen. As expected, here is part two of my interview with six seventy. The scores, Jay Zawaski. What What were your thoughts initially on letting Crawford walk? When I mean, it seems like we we could have kept him, but it felt like they just wanted to make the decision and and go a separate way while they had the opportunity to. Because with a lot of these core players, we didn't. There's not a lot of options for the organization, and he was kind of the one guy who they had control over. Well, what were your thoughts on letting Crawford walk and sign with New Jersey?
1: It, it's painful, right? And as a fan, it sucks. And what I would what I don't like about it is he's not going to be able to get the proper send-off. No. You know, um, and look, maybe hockey returns at some point next year to normal and the Devils play in Chicago and fans like Corey Crawford know how they feel about him. Um, it's just, I get it though, you know? And we've been talking about you know, sort of ripping off the bandaid of this old core right. and starting to go young. Okay. It just seems like the position you're least prepared to go young at, right? Like if you traded Taves, you've got doc, you've got Strom, you've got some young centers on the team. If you trade Kane, you've got some young wingers and you know, Keith Seabrook, you've got some defensemen coming mm-hmm. up. You get rid of Corey Crawford and you've got a big question mark, huge question marks in goal, huge and the guy who's got the most NHL experience, Malcolm Subban, hasn't really blown anybody away in his nope. time in the league. The Hawks are his third organization since he's been drafted. You know, Colin Delia was fine for a while, and then when he got more playing time in the league, the numbers went way, way down or up, however you want to, <laughs> you want to describe it. And we don't know anything about Kevin Lincoln and really. So it's a big risk, especially when you've got a team that is this challenged defensively. Right, so You had Leonard and you had Crawford, two all-star-level boys. Yeah, and and with those two, you were not close to being a playoff team until there was a damn pandemic. <laughs> now what are you going to do, right? And sure, maybe Ian Mitchell comes in, and Ian Mitchell is uh, ready to go top four, and maybe Bocas takes a step, and maybe Zadorov gives you just what you need, whatever, fine. Maybe the defense is a little bit better, but a little bit is not enough. No. Considering the onslaught of shots that Leonard and Crawford faced last year.
0: Yeah, it's it's shaping up to be – if no one steps up and takes the job, I suspect it's probably going to be Delia, I think. I just don't see Subban shining and taking the number one job and running with it. He's never done that in his career so far. I mean, he was a first-round pick. So, uh, I don't – Maybe what, you know, what these
1: guys need is – they maybe just need a chance, right? That's I need, fair. I need to play four games in a week and get a rhythm. And you know, Crawford and Leonard talked about that when they're splitting time, it's tough because you can't get the rhythm you're used to. Maybe if one of these guys really establishes, and I, I don't, I don't really have I don't think anybody really has a leg up. I, no. I mean, you know, uh, so it's if open. it's Zuban, if it's Delia, whoever, fine. But I want to see them get an actual actual starter's workload, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's that's important for for whoever it is that's how you're really going to know what you have. But I guess just sort of talking this out with you, Jack, like if we're, if we're trying for the Hawks to get high draft picks, maybe having an average team with terrible goaltending is the way you get a top five pick for the next few years and then figure out. It also sounded like Bowman has somebody in mind for this offseason, this next offseason season and goal. Cause he was sort of talking like, Oh, you know, maybe there's a guy we like, eh, he said that a lot. Really? But when you look at the, unrestricted free agent list after the season. It's not very impressive. No,
0: no. I, I've, I've looked at it a couple of times. Right. I remember like thinking maybe the Blackhawks didn't go and get a goaltender this year because they were waiting till next year. And then I looked at the list and I was like, it still isn't like a premier list. So I, I don't know. Who knows? Right. That, but,
1: I mean, but maybe it's a trade. Maybe he knows in a year or going to be more willing to move from somebody. Maybe they know a prospect's coming. I mean, there's, that's what I'm saying. Like, we don't really know.
0: Then there's so really much say. we don't and there's right. so much we don't. Right.
1: So I don't know. We'll see. It's going to yeah. be, a, if nothing else, this season upcoming, whenever it is, is going to be interesting as hell.
0: It's going to play a big part in what they're going to do going forward for sure. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of young guys get their opportunities. And that's um, going back to what you said about giving all the goaltenders a fair chance. Jeremy Colliton he did a Q&A not too long ago that I was reading up on and he kind of talked about that he's, he said you don't maybe these guys they haven't looked great so far in their career but they haven't really gotten that opportunity so it's yet and he said that's that's what players want they're always you know players are always saying well coach give me the give me the opportunity and he said great here's that opportunity now run with it he, yeah, he's going to give someone exactly he's going to give everyone the opportunity And whoever shows out the best in camp and whoever earns the number one spot throughout the regular season gets the hot hand going. They're probably going to be the guy for the Blackhawks. And out of those three, I have no idea who it's going to be. But hopefully one guy will be able to play well and establish himself as the number one because if, if no one does that, it could be a long season for the Chicago Blackhawks. Alright, before I continue my conversation with Jay Zawoski, I need to talk to you all about Built Go, the protein and energy gel your body needs on the go. Built Go comes in a squeezable plastic container, which makes it super easy to eat on the go before a workout, for your breakfast before a long day of work, and also just as a tasty snack around the house. Everyone has that wall they need to break through every day to get their body going, whether it be physically or mentally, and Built Go is the perfect protein and energy source to get you ready for whatever your day is going to throw at you. Right now, Built Go is offering 20% off, but only to locked down listeners. So be sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now, click on the Built Go section at the top, and use our promo code LOCKED in all caps to get 20% off your next Bill Go order.
1: Yeah, it's I think it's going to be regardless, but uh Probably. I don't know, man. There, there's something exciting about the next generation and Oh yeah. There's something exciting about the rebuild and I don't know if you're a you're a Cub fan, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. It was fun like, like talking about all their young talents before they became good. Yes, and that was what awesome. the White,
1: what the White Sox went through last season of like that anticipation of greatness. Uh-huh. Is really really fun and we're seeing these highlights of Kirby Doc coming out from the that World was Junior Dis- Championships. That was that was and disgusting. you're like and then just a teaser of how great Doc was in the playoffs. Right. Like dude, like Kirby Doc is going to be that guy. Like he might be the next great Black Hawk. And the anticipation of that, right? And you it's see the flashes. Sure. Yeah. And you see the flashes from Boquist. And you know, we've been hearing about Ian Mitchell for years. And now these young guys are gonna really get a chance. And, and I'm really excited for it. I like the build up. I like the build up to greatness. I like where, you know, like last season, every game mattered. And I think there was a time mm-hmm. during the dynasty, and look, I would not, I'd rather be a dynasty than a team building to one, obviously. But where the regular season was just sort of like, meh, just yeah. get me to the playoffs. Like, get to the playoffs. playoffs. Let's go in. Right. And and regular season games didn't matter much because you knew they were going to be there. You knew they were talented enough to get in. And then once they got in, they could beat anybody. I like now that regular season games matter again. And I, I feel more invested, you know, Definitely. and 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 sort of trying to evaluate these players that are coming in and that are going to be stepping up. I'm excited. There's so many guys I'm 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 really excited to see. Mitchell and Kalnick and Pia Suter. And there's all these names that have been brought in who are not necessarily guaranteed roster spots. But I think if you were to project, you would think that all of them are going to be pretty significant players this year. So I don't, know, it's going to look different, man. I just, there's just such a log jam. I know up front I... with Shaw and with Carpenter and, and all that Bowman's mm-hmm. been saying is like, well, you know, no one's ever always healthy. Eh, I mean, it might happen though. Then yeah. what?
0: I don't know. It, it Like, I get – I feel this the same way. I, I think it's happened before on defense where I'm like, oh, how is this going to work out? And then it somehow does. Um, but I I just can't picture it right now, adding Walmart and Yanmark. We weren't able to buy out Zach Smith. We add Pia Suter, who, like you said, he's not a roster lock, but he's someone – Kind of was in the same position as Dominic Kubalik last offseason. Could slot in as like a third line winger potentially to mm-hmm. start the year. There's just so many pieces for only six or seven spots that I just don't know how it's gonna all fit into one roster. I, I don't. I'm not sure how that's gonna be figured out. Really, um, there's just so many cha- players. It's
1: a, it's a challenge for Cowton, and we'll see how. I mean, we'll see how he does with it. And this this year is a big show me year for him. You know, because last year, legit tons of injuries and the year before replacing Joel Quenville, that's tough. But at some point, yes, I'm making excuses for the guy and he's got to put up and and have some success. So I don't hate Jeremy Cowden. I just, there's things he does. I'm like, why, you know, it took you all season to put Dominic Kubelik on the power play. Oh my God. But then Stan Bowman talks and says, well, wait, maybe us waiting to do that. Got him ready. And you're like okay, maybe <laughs> like, you, know, you, can, you, can, like, you can kind of like, okay, sure. Maybe he wasn't ready. Maybe maybe he wasn't ready to start, but we all sort of saw this guy with this really great shot. Oh and, my
0: God. You know, I don't know. It, it's, that was the most frustrating thing in the world <laughs> to me. I'm like, this dude has a clapper. Can we put him at the right circle? We have the 29th ranked power play in the league. We need something yeah. to work.
1: That's oh the thing gosh. is, and th- you know, that that's sort of what they've been saying about the development is, you know, And this is part of the transparency I like, too, where they said, look, if a guy gets sent down to Rockford for a few games, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean he's failed. It doesn't mean that he's bad. It doesn't mean we've given up on him. It means at that moment, we think that that's the best place for him to play. Where I think without that transparency, if Bo- – because like, I think there's a good chance – not a good chance, but I think there's a decent chance that Boquist starts this year in Rockford and Ian Mitchell starts in the Hawks. Because Bowman said that he thought going into last year's camp that Mitchell was ahead of Boquist. Wow. So who who knows? I mean, that's a possibility too, right? Like, so the 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 possibilities really are endless this year. I just want to see if young guys show they're even a little bit ready, play them. I want right. them playing, and if that means trading Calvin Han, or I mean, you even got to consider maybe moving Connor Murphy. I know he's your best. Oh, I'd be
0: heartbroken.
1: I know, but he, and he's a great kid, and he's a really right. good player. But you've got to get these kids playing somehow. And I know. There's just not a lot of spots open. That's the thing. I don't know, man. It's, I don't envy Cowan's position right now. I don't envy Bowman's position right now because they've got a lot of important players in the system that they have to find spots for. Meanwhile, there's a lot of veteran guys who are filling those spots right now. So I don't know. We'll see.
0: It's always fun though, to talk about projections and young prospects. And that's what makes the rebuild actually fun is thinking about how all those young players could come into play for next season, if all goes well. And I'm definitely super excited to see Ian Mitchell been waiting on him for so long. I'm really excited to see who he's paired with, where he starts the year, how many minutes he's getting because he's really been hyped up for the last three years there at Denver to be a top four minute eater eventually for the Blackhawks. And I'm I'm excited to see how he looks right out of the gate because There was talk he was NHL ready last year, but he stayed. So I'm really interested to see how Ian Mitchell fits. And also Wyatt Kalanick. I don't, they like, apparently I've read reports. I think it was from Mark Lazarus saying that he's been told he's going to get a look in training camp. That's one of the reasons why he was enticed by signing with the Blackhawks. And after hearing that, I'm just like, where is, where is this kid going to play? You don't want to use him as a seventh defenseman. That's the last thing you want to do with a young, young defenseman. But that, that's the exciting part of a rebuild is finding out what's going to happen so much could change before the season even starts. And that's why, even though the Blackhawks, we say it may not be a good season, it probably won't be, it'll still be interesting as hell for the future. And it's going to be so meaningful regardless of what the record is, Jay.
1: Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. And maybe it's just like, please, please, please just give me hockey. <laughs> um <laughs> i don't care what it is Mission. what it looks like uh but I, i'm just i'm so ready for it i'm so ready to watch this new era of hawks hockey and uh i just hope that look if, if half these kids pan out it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of fun so right we'll see we'll see it's that's now it's just a waiting game Of, you know, are we going to have hockey at all? And if we do, when? And what's it going to look like when we do? And
0: yeah, what are your thoughts on that? You think they're starting January 1st? I, it's so
1: hard to tell. And, you know, it's just every day the story changes, right? COVID wise, like we were feeling good, you know, like towards Halloween, like, okay, things are seeming a little bit better. You know, they're letting kids trick or treat and it Mm -hmm. seems somewhat safe. And then all of a sudden there's this huge, I know right now, I know 13 people with COVID. Oh my gosh. And they're all between the age of uh, like 30 and 50. That's scary. And they're not people I've, fortunately, they're not people I interact with every day, but it's friends. It's like, you know, uh, family members, in-laws, whatever. That's, I went almost the entire pandemic without knowing anybody with COVID except for here and there like maybe two or yeah, three. Yeah, early
0: early on I didn't really know anybody and now yeah. it's it's surging hard.
1: And now it's surging so hard in in a big city. Um but look, they did a great job with the return to play in the bubble. You just can't do a whole regular season in a bubble. No way. So, you can't ask
0: players to do that. No, There's no can. way.
1: They can't. You know they're going to have access to vaccines first and I know you know it's hard to kind of morally get yourself there, but I think There is, if you want to, if you want to try to convince yourself that that's okay, you can just say there is a value to people's mental health. And I think sports are a good escape for people during this time. So if they, if the league gets vaccinated earlier than some people, um, I guess it's, it's, for me, it's hard to totally get there, but at some point you just have to suspend disbelief and say it's going to happen. And here's how, if you want to try to spin it to feel better. It does matter that people have somewhere to turn and something to do, especially January, February when the weather is going to get brutal. Oh no! And you're not going to be able it gets to. It's dark even at sit four outside. p.m. Yeah, like like last night, it was beautiful. We had a couple friends over, just sitting outside our fire pit. We all had our masks on. We were, you know, ten feet apart, but it was just it felt normal. But in a couple of weeks, that's not going to be an option. No, right. So, I think having sports is a good way and a good distraction for people. I know that. Baseball was great for people. The NFL, people are watching it like you know like it's it's a normal year. So yeah,
0: ratings are crazy.
1: Yeah, I hope that uh, I hope they can find a way to do it safely. I hope they can find a way to do it responsibly. Most important thing is keeping everybody safe, and I mean every hundred percent from players to players' families to coaches uh, to traveling secretaries, whatever. Everybody needs to be protected, and that's most important. But uh, I was very impressed with how the league handled. Um, the return to play, the they playoffs, they did. And I know it wasn't quite what the players were promised. I think if you read the thing that Emily Kaplan and Greg Wasinski wrote, sort yeah. of a you know, like, like bubble confidential or whatever, where players are like, well, they said we'd have all this stuff and we really didn't. And it got to be a grind for the guys. But I think if they could find a way to restrict travel, I think that Jonathan Taves concept of a three-game series here or there, I think that's doable. So we'll see smarter people than me are making that decision. That's probably a good thing, <laughs> but I really, really hope they can get it done.
0: I need some hockey back in my life as soon as yeah. possible. I'm itching. All I right, know. Jay. I think that's all we got for today.
1: Any, look, man, anytime you need me, I'm happy to do it. I got nothing going on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. What, no there's one does. Literally nothing to do in <laughs> Illinois know, right now.
1: No, there's really not. So uh, yeah, happy to do it. I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. If I don't talk to you before the holidays, uh happy holidays. Um, but yeah, hi to everybody in, i locked Blackhawks and miss sometimes miss doing it. Sometimes I'm like, wow, it's nice to not have five podcasts to do this week. But <laughs> We're Jack, down to soon-
0: three right now. We're down to three right now. Thank God. Episode. But Thank as soon God. as the
1: games start up again, you're going to, it's, it's so different when the games start, cause you're going to be chomping at the bit to do a podcast. And that's when it's fun. Oh, I'm the, super excited. In season is awesome and it makes it totally worth it. So enjoy that. Uh, and again, anytime you need me, hit me up and, and we'll make it work.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Jay. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, thank you again for coming on on your Saturday. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will wrap up part two of my interview with 670 The Score's Jay Zawoski and Tuesday, November 24th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news from all 31 teams from around the league. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2 or my Blackhawks account at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the podcast, you can always email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com, hit me on one of my two Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode... Thank you again for listening to Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.